with Tyler McComas and Travis Davidson. I mean, these are guys that are experienced, guys that you know that can play. So it's kind of like no-brainer guys, like guys that are already coming in and working. I'm already impressed with all of them. So there's uh, there's definitely there's definitely some signs there that are going to lead to our success. I've been uh, jumping into workouts. The workouts have been pushing me. I mean, everything's been pushing me. Uh, film, mentally, Coach Venables has been pushing me to learn this defense. So this is the exact reason why I came here, though, is to grow as a man become a great football player, not just physically, but IQ-wise too, so it's been great. There's Desan McCullough, one of the best, if not the best defensive portal players in all of the country this past cycle. 24-7 Sports said yesterday in an article that out of the entire uh, out of the entire country and this past portal cycle, OU had the best defensive line haul of anyone in all of college football. So they needed help on front of the defensive line. According to 24-7 Sports, they did the best job of anyone of getting help on the defensive line. Now, now, that, now, now Tyler, who would do that? Like, who who recruits those people, Tyler? Oh, you are uh, coming after the people that like to uh, throw out the Todd Bates slander. Is that what you're, is that what you're saying? Yeah, well, I mean, just, just, an, uh, just a simple question, right? I mean, if we, you know, did so well getting defensive linemen, I was just curious. Wouldn't the wouldn't the defensive line coach probably? You would think. Okay. You, you I, would think he might would might have something to do with that. Okay. I just I just wanted to make sure. You know, there's you know there's a lot of a lot of people on the staff. You know, want to make sure I'm giving credit where credit is due. That's all I'm trying to do out here, Tyler. Hey, you're doing the Lord's work is is what you're doing. <laughs> ESPN had a story out today. Five college football questions to answer this off season. None of them were OU related, but we'll get to the the OU side of things. Um, real quick. With no divisions, can Clemson and Florida State resurrect the ACC playoff profile? Uh, one, the, another was, can Ohio State reassert itself as the Big Ten's best without C.J. Stroud? Uh, third, can Alabama regain control of the SEC after losing both coordinators and its top two players? <laughs> the fourth one was just simply, can USC find its defense? Okay. Mm. Fifth was, can any of the Big 12 newcomers take advantage of a Power 5 playoff path. Those are interesting, especially the can USC find its defense. I think they have to find a defense before they find its defense, in my opinion. But if we were to look at that from the OU side of things, pre-spring question, what is OU's biggest question mark going into spring ball? And, of course, text line, your thoughts on this as well, 405-651-3439. But if you were to do the same article but put OU in there, like what's what's their biggest question going into spring? I would say biggest question going into spring uh, is, if I'm thinking from ESPN's lens, it would be probably offensive line because of who they're losing. Because they're losing starters. Like they're losing a first-round pick in Anton Harrison, right? They're losing – uh, you know, Wanya Morris, who's going to be an NFL draft pick. Chris Murray is going to be picked. He, I mean, that guy was, you just were fine. Like, you knew you were good. You had those guys locked in. So, uh, I think losing three starters uh, on an offensive line, that really opened up nice running lanes for Eric Gray's kind of resurgence. Uh, obviously, OU led the Big 12 in rushing. So, I think that being a strength on the team, um, I think O-line would have to be where, where I go, which I guess is probably surprising to a few people considering – 
you know, the defense that, you know, gave up, you know, ridiculous amounts of yards, ridiculous yeah. amounts of points, third downs, everything like but that. But the offense but, had its issues, issues as well. Oh, of course. Year, you know? but, I do, but I do think the biggest question mark, if I were writing this from ESPN's perspective, would be, uh, would be offensive line based on the yeah. attrition. No, I, I would agree with that because, you know, there's going to be defensive line on the text line. I'm, I'm looking at some defensive line uh, answers right now, and I don't disagree that the defensive line's a, a, a question, but you at least added Trace Ford who's played a lot of football and played at a high level at times. Jacob Lacey, you added a uh, five-star player off the edge. Like there's, there's additions that you look at and say, yes, the defensive line's a question, but here's potentially a lot of answers to those questions with the guys that you brought in. And not that you didn't bring in guys on the offensive line. You brought in four true freshmen who got a chance to be pretty good players. You brought in Walter Rouse, who you think's going to be an immediate starter for you. It just seems like there's more immediate help on the way for defensive line. Is that fair to say? Do you think? Yeah, I, I yeah, I would agree with that. And you know, there's going to be an odd man out. What I'm really interested, you know, in, in Tyler, I'm I'm interested in what happens when Jake Sexton comes back from injury. Like, that was kind of understood that that would kind of be his left tackle spot. Like they were feeling good about that. Uh, he had really impressed last year, but now all of a sudden you've got. Walter Rouse there that, you know, has played a lot of football, started a lot of games. You know, you've got just Caleb Schaefer at guard. Is that is that something that, that happens there? You know, he's played a lot of football as well. These guys, these older guys that they brought in, they're here for one reason, to improve their draft stock, to yeah. decide whether or not they're going to play football professionally. So it's going to be interesting to see how Bill Bedenboe handles that. So I, before we get to the text line, I, I agree with you. Like Mine would be offensive line as well going into spring ball. I think if the offensive line is really good this year, your running game should be stout. Obviously that helps out Dylan Gabriel. You, you, and if you find a, a few really nice targets, you're true number one at wide receiver, you're going to be okay offensively. But to, to go a, a, little bit, a little bit deeper on – a worry of mine for this year's team, they've got to figure out the pace, man. Because I think that there were too many times last year where, okay, they wanted to go fast, but that led to three and outs, and your defense was playing well, but you put them in terrible positions because they were out on the field so much, a la the Oklahoma State game. Not knowing when to run tempo and to let off the gas a little bit. Like I want tempo to be a part of this offense. But I don't want it, Travis, to be the only thing that they can excel out. I, I, I want them to be able to go slow at times and still have a 10-12 play drive where they eat up five minutes of the clock and still go score a touchdown or get a field goal or something. And it felt like a lot of times last year, the only times they were able to get any momentum and get the offense going is when they were going with pace. To me, the, the pace is the biggest thing the offense has got to figure out, outside of the offensive line, of course. Right, and I think relying on that run game is going to help so much, right? I mean, that's we talked about pace of game and everything like that. Like, use, use pace as a weapon uh, to try and catch some teams off guard and, you know, and maybe some personnel groups that you can take advantage of. Um, but I think Dylan's increased role in the quarterback run game, and then I think, obviously, the emergence of, of Sawchuck and Barnes and kind of that, that one-two punch. I'm super high on Gavin Sawchuck. So I mean, how could you not be after the I bowl mean, game? I, I know he had the costly fumble, and that very unfortunate. But if you can just 
I'm I'm not I'm not even asking you to remove that from you know you, you thinking about him. Like he had he just he has a burst of speed that you said to yourself, "Whoa, this kid can go." Yeah, exactly. So I think I think our reliance, not maybe not reliance. I think our emphasis on the run game next year will kind of lend itself to some more of those more methodical kind of you know. 10-minute drives, you know, maybe not even 10, but like eight-minute drives, stuff like that. Just, hey, have a have a four-and-a-half-minute drive, you know? I, that, that's how, how fine, we, too. How, Whatever. How, how about we get what we were begging for last year, Tyler? Complimentary football. Well, that's yeah. all we want. Yeah. That's all we want. Yeah, I know. Uh, O-line from the 951, biggest question mark going into spring. 918 says O-line is the biggest. Uh, 580, defensive line, offensive line. Can Dylan Gabriel not overthrow receivers in situations where he needs to make something happen? And can the receivers not drop the damn ball? And drop the damn balls in all caps there. So a lot of question marks from that particular texter going into spring. Yeah, um, that was that was more of a vent session. Yeah, well, hey, especially the end in the all caps. This is everything yeah. that went wrong. Can we talking to you, wide wrong? receivers, with the all caps there? <laughs> Trenches on both sides. That's on the four hundred five. Uh, this one from the 405, we didn't have those dudes in the bowl game and played fine. Talking about the offensive line. That's true, man. Like, remember yeah. the, the pregame show we were we were doing? Like, and I'm not saying that those aren't big losses. Like, Anton Harrison. We ran the ball fine. We Anton Harrison fine. is a loss. Um, I think Wanye Morris is a loss for right now. But, yeah, like, all things considering, like, who they were playing and against the opponent, the offensive line did play much better than I thought that they would against Florida State. Right, in, in specifically run blocking, right? Because run blocking is, is much easier. You are going and, you know, putting a hat on a guy and driving him backwards, right? Like you're road grading. Like it's, it's different because we saw the pass blocking struggling, you know, a little bit with the younger guys, and, and that's something that's going to come later, right? You're like you're always a better run blocker earlier than you are a pass blocker because you're going backwards and just having to, you know, keep a guy in front of you for a while. So uh, hopefully, you know, Beatenboa gets these guys coached up. But, again, you've got two guys coming in and Rouse and Schaefer that have played a lot of football, man. Sooner Todd says, my worry is who is the guy in the receiving core stepping up? Thanks for all you guys, great Sooner insiders. It's a legitimate It's a legitimate concern. Um, I, I hope it's Jaleel Farouk. I, I, actually, I, I just hope it's someone that steps up and is a legit number one wide receiver. Well, J- Jaleel will be. I mean, I think it's. I think it's safe to say this is the year of Jaleel. Like this, it's been his time coming. You know, they got him the ball in a lot of really unique ways last year. Whether that be end arounds, whether that be short, whether that be deep, anything like that. He's he's got good wheels. Uh, he's tough to bring down after the catch, man. Really tough uh, to bring down. So I think this. Kind of as the, you know, undisputed number one, right? Like going into camp, it's him and Drake Stoops that are the guys that are pretty much known starters in this wide receiver core. Now, my question is, is it Nick Anderson? If he stays healthy, is that the guy on the other side? Is it L.B. Bunkley Shelton? Is it J.J. Hester? You know, the two freshmen aren't on campus yet, so they kind of, you know, they've got a, a step back, I guess, uh, right now. But is it these guys? Who knows? Maybe D.J. Graham all of a sudden you know, steps Man. up in camp, you know? Uh, so, like, that's really the question. Someone is not a member of the Jaden Gibson fan club. Ooh. All those those drop, pa- those drop balls last year, they, they got to Travis. Well, he just, he just needs to – here's the thing. This is, this is what I was told. 
Jaden Gibson is a tall receiver. He doesn't play like a big receiver. Nick Anderson plays like a big receiver. So if I'm going to pick between those two as my guess to see who breaks out, it's probably going to be Nick because I, he, he'll get you, he'll get after you physically on, on the blocking side. He can blow by you. Jaden Gibson is talented. There's no doubt about it. But, uh, yeah, Andrew Anthony, uh, the transfer from Michigan, he's going to have something to say about it, right? Uh, he's got wheels after the catch. A lot of guys so, in the mix for that number one spot for sure. I mean – and you may uh, not find that guy until late September. I, you might have an idea. I mean, you're obviously going to have starters for game one. You might have a good idea of who your number one guy is going to be, but sometimes it develops throughout the year. I, I still remember uh, Hollywood Brown, man. He really didn't emerge until the back half of the 2017 season. And by the end of the year, I mean, he was your go-to receiver in that right. offense. So, I mean, it, it, it can change for sure. I mean, Michigan started – playing multiple quarterbacks, right? Like they, they had one quarterback playing one week, the next yes. the other, blah, yep. blah, blah, and yep. they ended up going to the playoffs. So trust me, like it'll be fine. We, we can we can flesh these guys out against Arkansas State and, and Tulsa and things like this, but there's a lot of competition. I think I think Jaleel Farouk and Drake Stoops are pretty much, and, and Austin Stogner, when you look at the pass catchers, those are your guys. It's just who's opposite that is it is it you know like i said andrew or nick or jj or lv bunkley shelton or Jaden gibson anything like that like we just need to know who's on that other side gunny says can we have an eight to ten yard passing game that's so true it felt like it was either really short bubble stuff or deep balls down the field they yeah. uh they and need, i think they part- need to work the middle of the field a whole lot more especially with stogner being back and he's looking yeah, for a big year you, you got to use him stogner is healthy for the first time like at a, I mean, the last time we saw Stogner, he was not healthy at Oklahoma. Like, he was he was not himself. He's now back in the fold. I think he'll do great things this year. And with with Mims, like, Mims felt like a go-ball guy to me. Like, it was like – Oh, he was. That, that was part of it. It was like, hey, we want to get the ball to Mims because he's an electric player. It's just if we kind of build our passing game around Marvin Mims, you kind of have to get it to him quick – or you're going to go deep with him. So I think maybe with Jaleel and Drake kind of leading the charge this year, they've got a little bit, uh, I don't know, maybe the route tree is a bit more complete for them. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think I think Mims just being the downfield guy was dictated a lot of that. I, and I don't want to lose the threat of the deep ball. I, I mean, I, it's, a, it's great for an offense to have. Yeah. I mean, I think it changes the dynamics of the defense – a lot if you're able to throw the ball down the field. But, you know, maybe complete it at a higher percentage. And like Gunny is saying, maybe have an intermediate passing game next year. I, I think uh, that would be nice to see with this offense. But, hey, you're 6-7 and seven last year, so there's a lot of things that we're bringing up for question marks going into spring. I guess the shorter conversation would have been after a 6-7 and seven season, what's one thing you're absolutely positively so sure is going to be great next year going into spring ball? That would have been a lot shorter conversation. What, what would, since it's a short conversation, you tell me what? Well, is I like the two running positive. backs. I, I like the two running backs. That's, That's exactly where, where I was going to start. And honestly, if I had to go on the defensive side of the ball, it's impossible not to like the edge position right now, Tyler. It's probably the deepest position on the team. I mean, running backs again. You can talk about it, but I mean, you've got guys. I mean, I'm going to miss some, but 
are Mason Thomas. You still got Marcus Stripling back there. You got Grimes, Downs, Trace Ford, uh, Rondell Bothroyd. Uh, you've got PJ Adabare coming in. You've got, um, you know, a lot of these guys. I mean, like I said, I'm sure I'm missing some, but you've got all these guys just just ready to rush the passer. And it's so deep, and I think you really like the upside of P.J. Adabare. And Downs, I mean, he looks massive. That photo of him was insane. But, I mean, I think he's going to have a good year. I think he led the Big 12 in tackles for loss last year, 12 and a half. I mean, we'll see if Grimes is maybe too big, maybe move him inside. Uh, but R. Mason Thomas, you're not going to be able to keep him off the field with his production last year. So, yeah, I, I think the edge position on defense, at least, is I think we're going to be really happy with that this year. Uh, one more. Stogner needs to watch Kelsey tape from the Chiefs. Yeah, watch tape in the game. Don't watch Stogner. Don't watch Kelsey tape after the game when he completely destroys interviews that Patrick Mahomes Ugh. is trying to get through. That's so annoying. And, and like, I get it. Like, <laughs> I'm not a Chiefs fan. I know you're not a Chiefs fan, but like, I feel like, and and I know we've got a lot of Chiefs kingdom in the in the listenership and specifically uh, on the text line, but. Even Kansas City fans have to admit, as much as they like Travis Kelsey, it's really annoying when they're trying to interview the actual best player in the NFL, Patrick Mahomes, and Kelsey runs in and just screams during the entire interview. Like, you gotta fight like, for your right to fight! That's basically what he sounds every single interview opportunity. Right, right, exactly. He just comes in and, and screams. The 405 comes with... The one thing you don't question is Billy Bowman will be a dude. Canik may end up with murder charges before the season is over because he might kill someone this year. Now, it's interesting because huh, Canik, okay. you know. That'd be, that'd be odd having to bail a linebacker out during the middle of a game. I wonder which coach would do middle that. Middle of a game. Yeah, I don't know if a coach or maybe we get a, a donor. probably. Skalski, go bail, it, go bail Canik <laughs> out. Get out there. Right. Get your neck roll. Um, yeah, I think – yeah, Billy Bowman, flat-out stud. Canick still has a lot to prove. Um, he's got everything physically, but, you know, he's got he's to make sure that's a, that's a big position right there. So there will be a lot of fight for that. And, you know, having, having McCullough in the, kind of the, in the room and the versatility there, like if you need Justin Harrington to play Cheetah and move McCullough where Canick would be, like you have options there. Yeah. You have options. Uh, I love the text line. Uh, we got two texts in a row here. One says, stop that nonsense talk. It's not annoying at all. It what make, it's what makes him him. The other says Kelsey is worse than Gronk. So. <laughs> the, du- the duality of man. <laughs> yeah, got to love it. All right, 405-651-3439 is the Air Coverage Solutions text line. Coming up next, what's the individual record at OU that will never be broken? We have thoughts. We'll talk about it next. Keep it locked on The Ref. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. You'll feel good about Landers. How good? Huge Silverado selection good. And our best deals every day good. Like up to $6,500 off MSRP on select 2022 Silverados with a 2.7 liter engine. And $2,500 off MSRP on the new 2023 Malibu. So let us show you just how good your experience can be at Landers Chevrolet of Norman and LandersChevroletNorman.com. Find new roads. Must finance with GM Financial. Well-qualified buyers, WAC. Do you know what to do if you're stuck on the railroad crossing? Get out of your vehicle. 
If a train is not approaching, find the blue and white emergency notification system sign on the traffic signs at the crossing. For help, call the number on the sign and give them the crossing number so they know your location and can alert train traffic. Remember, find the blue and white to save your life. Hi, I'm Trevor Turner with RK Black. RK Black is the leading provider of information technology solutions in small and medium-sized organizations. Is your business looking to get more from technology? If so, let RK Black help design a technology platform or cloud solution that propels your business forward. RK Black has helped numerous organizations have better mobility and more efficiencies through technology. Visit us online at rkblack.com or call 943-9800. Need to upgrade your Kubota equipment, but want to make sure you're getting the best deal? Great Plains Kubota helps you save when purchasing select Kubota tractors, such as the legendary L2501, with a trailer. Plus, get even more discounts when you purchase implements with your Kubota. Come check out our package prices for great deals at Great Plains Kubota. When you want more than just a Kubota, you need the brand that serves. Great Plains Kubota. Visit gpkubota.com for the location nearest you. Hi, I'm Tim Lasher from my company, Lasher Home Comfort Systems. We install quality York products. The award-winning York Affinity Series is Energy Star rated and features a money-saving two-stage compressor design. Plus, every Affinity system comes with a 10-year parts and labor warranty and a lifetime warranty on the compressor. Now, you don't need to tell us anybody sent you. Just call the office and ask for me. I own the company. Lasher Home Comfort Systems, 579-3113. Get up to $550 in rebates now on qualified York components at Lasher Home Comfort Systems. Hey everyone, TJ here for my friends over at Joe's Wines and Spirits. And when you're looking for the best liquor store in town where you can get professional advice, then go see Kathy and her staff. They also have great specials this February on Glenlivet 12-Year Scotch, Bailey's Irish Cream, Oklahoma Crown Club 7-Year Whiskey, and much more. It's important to shop local, so head over to Joe's. Open Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. and noon to 5 on Sunday. Follow their Facebook page for the latest information, and you can call ahead for your order, 364-9262. This is Peggy Doviak, and I opened DM Wealth Management because of a horrible experience that my mother had with a stockbroker. I wanted to give people an alternative, a place they could go to understand their money, to know why investment decisions were made the way they were, and to create a financial plan that would help them meet their goals. Most of all, I wanted to help them plan their prosperity. Call me at 405-329-8884 or dmwealth.com. Matthew. Huh? Oh, sorry. It's okay. I just need you to listen to me. I know that a lot of times, Mom, it might not seem like I'm listening to you, but I am. I hear you. And what you say really does matter to me. I mean, let's be honest. No kid likes rules, but I get why we have them. I hear you, and I know it's because you care. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. Needs the five, tie it. They got to hold. They got to hold up the wings. They got to hold up those guys. Yeah, the gunners are getting free on. Massey's trying to get that gunner over the right. He cannot. Here he comes now. Can he get it? Perkins slips. Got it. Perkins for the record. Breaks free. Looking for the third touchdown. Down the sideline. Antonio Perkins. Three punt return touchdowns and a new NCAA record. Get a celebration. 
There you go, September 20th, 2003, Antonio Perkins takes three punts back to the house against the Bruins. OU wins uh, handily at home. It's an OU record. It is uh, still stands as an OU record as well, and it's one of the individual OU records that we're talking about. And which OU uh, record, individually, not team, individually, has the best chance to never be broken? P. Ryan's 427-yard rushing day. Landry Jones, 16,646 career passing yards. Uh, Perkins, three punt returns in, in one game. Sam Bradford's 50 touchdown passes in one season. Cedric Jones, 31 and a half career sacks or other. Uh, Texas, 405-651-3439. First off, um, Brent Musburger was my childhood watching college football. Am I the only one that loves him, or do OU fans collectively dislike Musburger? Because I that 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 takes me back there. That's that's the good stuff. He's my favorite of all time, really. I mean, because we've talked about it. He he talked about our friends in the desert take the over. I like like he talked about gambling before you could, and that's why I liked it. Like now, and I and I hate it for him. Like he used to get in trouble for talking about gambling, giving gambling advice and all that. Now, Tyler, the XFL has the spread of the game on the scoreboard. And the over-under. They have the (laughs) over-under on the scoreboard. They have full shows dedicated. They have sportsbook partners. They have, you know, massive, massive deals with these people. And he was doing it. He was doing it before you were allowed to, man. I mean, like, he he was, you know, ahead of his time. So first, I would guess all of the individual records I just read off, I don't think any of those probably ever get broken. Like, we're, we're trying, apparently, we're trying to shorten the game in college football. OU's moving to the SEC where there will be better defenses. I mean, and these records, I think, regardless of what conference you're in, would be really tough to break. You and I, though, are on the same page. With the way that the punt return rules have changed, I don't know if we ever see another OU punt returner have three punt return touchdowns in one game. You might have someone that has two, but unlike UCLA, like here, here's the other thing, Travis. Stop punting to him. Yeah, UCLA just kept punting to him. He kept out punting his coverage on that, and Perkins kept running it the other way. I'm not saying that college football uh, coaches are smarter nowadays, but I think if someone takes two back to the house, at some point they're going to just start punting away from you. I don't think three ever happens again. You know, we you know, we talk about the the Tyreek Hill punting repunting to Tyreek. That one punt is one of the most infamous punts in OU history. Could you imagine doing it three times? No. <laughs> no, I could not. No. Um Cedric Jones records will likely never be broken, says the four oh five, especially since they have stood for so long. Yeah, we brought up that point earlier, and maybe that's the correct answer is because OU's had great defenses since Cedric Jones. They've had great pass rushers since Cedric Jones. That's the oldest record that we've read off. And there are there were some elite All-American guys that have come through the program since Cedric Jones. So, I, it's 31 and a half sacks going to be tough to beat. Well, and, and the only reason that I think it's possible, Tyler, again, the way the game's going, you have more snaps than ever, right, when you look at, Offenses like, well, like ours or like Tennessee's or Ole Miss's, things like that. Like, they're running so many plays and there's so many pass attempts. So, you have to look. It's kind of like looking back at the NBA, like when they were trying to determine like pace of play and this, that, and the other. Like, the, the current day of football 
has way more snaps and way more dropbacks. And what does that mean for pass rushers? Way more opportunities for sacks. Here's a great text from the 405. Not much dropback passing anymore, which makes it hard to get a bunch of sacks like Cedric did back then. Remember when the five and six step yeah, drop five, was a big yeah, thing? Yeah, not the five and six step drop. Yeah. There's definitely there's definitely passing going on, but I guess to their point, it's it's not traditional drop back passing. But there are there's plenty of pass attempts, and you can you can sack somebody uh, you know on any type of pass attempt. But they're getting the ball out quicker than ever now. I mean, yeah. uh, bubbles and, and and just you know short screens are such a major part. Of the passing game right now, is you, you can still get sacks. You can't. You can't. I mean, it, it happens, but that many throughout a career, it's it's going to be hard to get to the quarterback that many times. And plus two, the holding calls that happen. You know, if you're that big of a disruptive force, you're probably going to get a. You're probably going to force a whole lot of holding calls. Well, I guess unless you're OU still in the Big Twelve, right? Because they only got one last year in the conference. But thirty-one and a half is going to be. It's going to be tough to beat. And I don't think it ever. I don't think anyone ever reaches that number. I wonder well, if anyone's ever going to get close to that number. Yeah, that would – I don't know. Somebody might get close. I'm still – I think Perkins is the far and away answer personally because the person would be fired immediately for kicking to him the third oh, time, gosh, let alone the yes. second time. But, man, man, you never you never know. Like I said, the game's rules to me matter a lot. I think the passing records are – are, are in some danger. Uh, P. Ryan's 427 rushing yard day. That's That one's going to be tough as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, look, that was not a great Kansas key, uh, team back in 2014. P. Ryan, obviously a great player, all-time leading rusher in OU history. That was a very rainy day. Uh, KU's effort was, well, I don't think they had much of an effort that day. It's really hard to give up that many rushing yards to one player. So, back to the original point, like, all of these records are awesome. Which one is most likely to be broken? There's your debate, because I don't think any of these ever get broken. Yeah, looking at some of the career leaders for sacks, uh, 45 by uh, Jalen Ferguson from Louisiana Tech from 2015 to 2018. The Kind of the, the Bruce Miller name will out. Will Anderson, 34 and a half from 2020 to 2022. That number's insane. DeMarco Murray never lost a fumble in his career. That's a really good one. Uh, a lot of you are saying Keith Jackson is the best. I'm not going to argue against Keith Jackson. That's just I, – I, Keith Jackson called the uh, Texas-USC game in 05. So I, I remember that game. I remember Keith Jackson calling games, but oh, of course. Brent I Musburger just, was the 230 ABC guy back Right, uh, got a special in place my in my heart. Yeah, yeah. Musburger is a creepy old dude. Um, so there's some mixed feelings on old Musburger. Yeah, you know, it's uh it's it's kind of like uh, separating the art from the artist, right? Like it's still, you know, some people don't think you should listen to, you know, remix to Ignition. But those people can't separate the art from the artist. It's my karaoke song, so I would definitely uh, no. disagree with that. Exactly. So you got to separate the art from the artist. Yes. Was he a creep? Yep. 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 Brett Musburger at times definitely proved that. But still he was great. Here's a good one. Quentin Griffin's six touchdowns in a single game won't be broken. And those six touchdowns were against the University of Texas. I could I could see I mean, I'm not sure anybody's ever gonna do it in OU Texas again. I'll say that, but you never know. You he know, had a big stuff. back and the game just roll you know, just happens yeah, to where right. you have a bunch of big plays inside the two, you just keep giving it to that guy, keep especially if he keeps scoring. 
Right, exactly. So I, I think I think that could be crept up on. Uh, agree with this one. This is not a this is not an individual stat, but I'll read it anyway. With the twelve team playoff, the win streak will never be beat. That's three and a half seasons where you run you have multiple runs through the top ten teams. E- yes, yeah, like it's a great point. Great point. W- what did we read earlier? Um, someone was texting in about Bleacher Report saying that it's the record that'll never be broken in sports. Yep. Yep, they said uh, they they made a list of them. I don't have the link to that, but the text line uh, sent that that was their number one most unbreakable record. And I and I you know I tend to agree. And I think that even if we were still in the BCS era, I think that that would be the case. But now that we're in the twelve team playoff era, where everyone's going to play a tougher schedule, um, just kind of throughout. When you look at the the postseason, especially, no one is. Travis, no one's touching the 56-game win streak. I don't know if I don't know if anyone's ever going to get like 10 to 15 games uh, away from it. Maybe someone will at some point that just turns into a giant and just rolls through for a couple of seasons, but it's going to be tough to even get to like 40 consecutive wins with the way that things are structured now. Yeah, I'm trying to think was it Clemson that was on a was on a super long run? That we were like, I remember somebody being like, "Hey, we need to root against Clemson because they are, uh, you know, they're they're putting together." Some yeah, maybe after here. the '16 season. Um, let's see, they lost to the national championship game in 2015. Maybe they went undefeated in 2016, and they had Trevor Lawrence coming back for a while. So maybe that was the thought after that one. Like, uh oh, they just won a title and they got Trevor Lawrence, and they play in the ACC, which is bad. Watch out. I remember right. Miami being the one as a kid that was, ooh, okay, watch out for Miami here. They won the yeah, title in 01. Yeah, and they got beat in, what, the uh, 02 National Championship game, I think, that, that snapped that streak. Yeah, that was yeah, that was a 34 win. So pretty much those are your only kind of modern day, or your closest modern day is going to be, you know, Clemson and Miami for the most part. But I said 56. UCF had a run there. I meant 47-game win streak, sorry. I was rolling along there and had a brain yeah. fart. My bad. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think I think that's that's pretty safe. And and like I said, the text line brings up a great point. It was uh, – that's 12-team playoff. I mean, you can't have a situation where, like UCF, uh, when they, you know, reeled off, you know, a bunch of wins in a row because – you know, they didn't have to – they didn't make the playoff, you know. They didn't have to play in the national championship game. They played, like, the fourth best team in the SEC. The only real scare on the win streak was USC in 04 and 05. Yeah, because they split it in 03. They lost midway through the 03 season. Undefeated in 04, and then they got to that championship game in 05. Yeah. But Miami still got they, – they were creeping up on it a bit. But, yeah, that's right. right. USC made a, a little bit deeper push to it. And yeah, that's Miami, and that's Miami's was still the closest it's been. Miami's it, streak was longer than that 0305 one. Oh, Miami's streak was longer than USC's. Their win streak? I believe so, yeah. Okay. But yeah, that that was the um that was the argument at the time is, okay, do you want USC or Texas to win because well, you don't want your biggest rival to win a championship, but if USC wins this game, like there's a chance they could break your 47 game win streak. I was still rooting for USC that game. I did not care. I, I I decided to take my chances with that. Does USC? Is it possible that that USC's games got vacated so they didn't count? Yeah, maybe so. Yeah, Reggie Bush's Heisman got taken away. Sure. 
Yeah, I think those games well, got the, vacated. The 04, so in well, the record books, the 04 title definitely got vac- vacated. Right. Yeah, because I just pulled up the list, and they ain't on it, brother. Hmm. So, yeah, those wins just got vacated. They are on it uh, from 1931 to 1933. But, you know, not that – I don't think Reggie Bush was on those 30s teams. But um, yeah. No, I don't think that he was. Yeah, the only one that's listed in the uh, 2000s, uh, obviously Florida State, you know, 2012, 2014. Uh, Clemson being up there with 29. Uh, Clemson beat w- the second or third best Oklahoma streak at – 28. So Oklahoma's had separate streaks of 28, 31, and 47. Not bad. Not not bad at all. Not bad at all. 405-651-3439. A couple of more segments left. We'll talk more OU football coming up next on The Ref. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. You'll feel good about Landers. How good? Huge Silverado selection good. And our best deals every day good. Like up to $6,500 off MSRP on select 2022 Silverados with a 2.7 liter engine. And $2,500 off MSRP on the new 2023 Malibu. So let us show you just how good your experience can be at Landers Chevrolet of Norman and LandersChevroletNorman.com. Find new roads. Must finance with GM Financial. Well-qualified buyers, WAC. Do you know what to do if you're stuck on the railroad crossing? Get out of your vehicle. If a train is not approaching, find the blue and white emergency notification system sign on the traffic signs at the crossing. For help, call the number on the sign and give them the crossing number so they know your location and can alert train traffic. Remember, find the blue and white to save your life. Hi, I'm Trevor Turner with RK Black. RK Black is the leading provider of information technology solutions in small and medium-sized organizations. Is your business looking to get more from technology? If so, let RK Black help design a technology platform or cloud solution that propels your business forward. RK Black has helped numerous organizations have better mobility and more efficiencies through technology. Visit us online at rkblack.com or call 943-9800. Need to upgrade your Kubota equipment but want to make sure you're getting the best deal? Great Plains Kubota helps you save when purchasing select Kubota tractors such as the legendary L2501 with a trailer. Plus, get even more discounts when you purchase implements with your Kubota. Come check out our package prices for great deals at Great Plains Kubota. When you want more than just a Kubota, you need the brand that serves. Great Plains Kubota. Visit gpkubota.com for the location nearest you. Hi, I'm Tim Lasher from my company, Lasher Home Comfort Systems. We install quality York products. The award-winning York Affinity Series is Energy Star rated and features a money-saving two-stage compressor design. Plus, every Affinity system comes with a 10-year parts and labor warranty and a lifetime warranty on the compressor. Now, you don't need to tell us anybody sent you. Just call the office and ask for me. I own the company. Lasher Home Comfort Systems, 579-3113. Get up to $550 in rebates now on qualified York components at Lasher Home Comfort Systems. Hey everyone, TJ here for my friends over at Joe's Wines and Spirits. And when you're looking for the best liquor store in town where you can get professional advice, then go see Kathy and her staff. 
They also have great specials this February on Glenlivet 12-Year Scotch, Bailey's Irish Cream, Oklahoma Crown Club 7-Year Whiskey, and much more. It's important to shop local, so head over to Joe's. Open Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. and noon to 5 on Sunday. Follow their Facebook page for the latest information, and you can call ahead for your order, 364-9262. This is Peggy Doviak, and I opened DM Wealth Management because of a horrible experience that my mother had with a stockbroker. I wanted to give people an alternative, a place they could go to understand their money, to know why investment decisions were made the way they were, and to create a financial plan that would help them meet their goals. Most of all, I wanted to help them plan their prosperity. Call me at 405-329-8884 or dmwealth.com. Matthew. Huh? Oh, sorry. It's okay. I just need you to listen to me. I know that a lot of times, Mom, it might not seem like I'm listening to you, but I am. I hear you. And what you say really does matter to me. I mean, let's be honest. No kid likes rules, but I get why we have them. I hear you, and I know it's because you care. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. Riverwind Casino and Hotel bringing you the final hour of The Rush. Tyler McComas, Travis Davidson. Here's the biggest spenders in college football when it comes to recruiting, according to 24-7 Sports. This is from the uh, 2023 uh, recruiting class. Michigan spent the sixth most amount of money on their recruiting class, $2.24 million. Alabama at five, $2.32 million. Texas at four, $2.4 million. Then you have Tennessee at three, $2.98 million. Uh, A&M the same, $2.98 million. And the program in college football that spent the most on their recruiting class this past cycle, the Georgia Bulldogs, by far and away the most, $4.5 million on their recruiting Jeez. class. Wow. Hey, you know, this is a talent acquisition business. And... You know, it's about the Jimmys and Joes, and boy, oh boy, $4.5 million, Tyler. Georgia's serious, man. They got some Jimmys <laughs> and Joes. Georgia is uh, very serious about extending the run. They got a taste of that. You know, they got up to the mountaintop and decided they like that view a lot. Man, they're spending they're over $1.5 million more a year in recruiting, or at least they did last year, than the next school. If you're spending $1.5 million more than A&M in anything – you're throwing out a lot of money, and that's what Georgia did last year. That's amazing. That's amazing. But, hey, that's what the name of the game is these days, Tyler. In all sports, it's you just got to invest in it. You got to pump money. It's an arms race from the facilities to the recruiting to NIL to everything. It's just it's just money, Tyler. Michigan, go around. Michigan needs a better return on investment here. <laughs> Um, I think A and M needs the better return on investment. Yeah, Are you kidding me? yeah. Like Georgia had five; they spent all that money. Five five stars, the number two overall class. Okay, A um, and M spent a lot of. At least they were top fifteen with a couple five stars. You had Tennessee, who had a good class. They were inside the top ten. Texas, of course, was in the top three. And then Michigan spent all that money and had the number eighteen recruiting class with zero five stars. Ooh. What are but you see, doing, Michigan? This is not. 
And this is not, we had the text line ask, NIL or visits. This isn't, NIL deals can't be, like, they're not, nego- the school yeah. can't spend money It'd be on about them. $40 million for so, these schools instead. Yeah, exactly. So it, this is not NIL. This is specific recruiting expenditures, uh, whether that be, you know, like I said, visits, um, mailers. Uh, you see all these pictures of the kids that have, uh, you know, their bed or their floor covered in, like, 30 handwritten letters and posters and this, that, and the other, like, that falls under there, like, total total recruiting spending. And, no, that's not NIL. I think half of uh, the money that Texas spent was on that one visit with Arch. You've heard about that one? Read about that one? With the ice sculpture. Yeah. (laughs) All that kind of stuff. That's incredible. That's where all the Texas – I'm surprised Texas wasn't number one with all the uh, cash they spent on Arch. Man, it was a big-time visit. Jeez. Yeah, hey, you know what? It – We'll see if he's worth it. I I tend to lean uh, I tend to lean you know against it, but we'll see. Do uh, do OU fans want to be on that list, top six in terms of spending money in recruiting, or are they but, saying nice? We're not in the top six and still had our best recruiting class in a long time. Even better. I'm they curious. should. They should. You know, the, the, like it, like we just said, the the people at the top of the list just won back to back national titles. I don't think those two things are not correlated. How much is a swag copter, says the 405. Well, <laughs> OU showed off the swag copter. I don't know if they officially bought it or they just rented it, but they took the swag copter down to uh, to Denton to watch Jackson Arnold and Peyton Bowen uh, late last year. Or perhaps it was donated by one of the boosters that owned it. Yeah, yeah, that's that's very possible as well. Uh, 405, I saw that OU and Clemson haven't made their books public on recruiting ex- expenses this year. I haven't seen it. I would guess OU's still not in the top five, but that's just a guess by me. Not in the top five. No, I don't I don't think they're in the top five at all. Um, but uh, OU Mitchell t- uh, texts into the Air Comfort Solution text line, uh, Joe C. said after that 2000 that a national championship is worth $100 million. What's it worth now? Two hundred and fifty million, four and a half million would fall into the good return on investment. Yeah, Georgia. Someone just released numbers on how much Georgia's made after their past two national championships, and the thought was, oh my gosh, they just they're just swimming with money right now. And kind of yes, kind of no, because Georgia's using all that money that they've gotten from back to back championships to fund it to other sports, which is brilliant. They're behind facility-wise in a lot of other sports, so they're using football success in softball, baseball, a, a lot of the other sports on campus. Yeah, you gotta you got to bring that stuff up. But, hey, it, that's, that's the thing. Football drives the boat. It drives the boat. It's where the money comes from. It pays for a lot of other stuff. Like, it simply, it simply does. Uh, oh, baseball's been getting some nice uh, – donations uh yeah they, they have they i keep seeing that on that. social media uh yeah. a couple of times a week yeah that's awesome i was able to uh pop over there for uh, the sunday monday tilt uh i went i went one and one uh but yeah those baseball games man they're a lot of fun i, I encourage uh, them to get out there i believe uh what was it i think the rest of february maybe tickets are only five dollars i think i think i've got that right but uh, yeah, I mean, baseball games are a blast out there. Got some nice weather coming up. There's, there's, there's not a lot of better ways to spend 
a nice afternoon on a Sunday or something like that. Go out to go out to the park. Speaking of OU baseball, uh, first pitch for them inside Globe Life Field against Abilene Christian is in about ten minutes. So, if you want to listen to that game, download the free Ref app, K R E F, in the App Store. Uh, you can listen to that on your phone, your computer. You can stream the game tonight. T Row will be on the call. That game uh, underway in about ten minutes there from Arlington. All right, uh, we got one final segment coming up next. Keep it locked on the ref one final time. We'll close it up on the other side. The word is spreading, and the ref army is growing. Keep telling your friends and family that there's only one station for true Sooner fans, and that's the Ref Radio Sports Network and worldwide on the KREF app. You'll feel good about Landers. How good? Huge Silverado selection good. And our best deals every day good. Like up to $6,500 off MSRP on select 2022 Silverados with a 2.7 liter engine. And $2,500 off MSRP on the new 2023 Malibu. So let us show you just how good your experience can be at Landers Chevrolet of Norman and LandersChevroletNorman.com. Find new roads. Must finance with GM Financial. Well-qualified buyers, WAC. Parents, do you want your teen to be a safe driver? Enroll them today in Oklahoma's free online Work Zone Safe course for teen drivers at www.workzonesafe.com. Your teen will learn to be a safe driver in a work zone and be eligible to win scholarships, sports tickets, and more. Visit www.workzonesafe.com to learn.